welcome to the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast. Construction and demolition operations present some of the most hazardous conditions that workers can face. The sheer number of hazards and risks present on a construction or demolition site present a challenge to safety professionals to ensure that they properly address those risks to keep workers safe. The ANSI ASSP series of standards provide safety requirements for a wide variety of construction and demolition related activities. Here to discuss those with me is John Johnson. John is Vice President and Director of ESHNS at Black and & Veatch, and he is also the Chair of the Committee for the ANSI ASSP A10 Standard for Safety Requirements for Construction and Demolition Operations. John, thank you so much for being here. Well, it's my pleasure, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity that ASSP has provided me as well as the ANSI A10 Committee as a whole. So I look forward to our discussion today and, and really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Glad to have you. All right. Uh, now, as, as I said at the top, uh, construction and demolition operations present hazardous conditions for workers and as such a challenge for safety professionals to make sure that they've taken the proper steps so that workers can carry out their tasks safely. So in your opinion, what are the most important things for safety professionals to keep in mind to help keep workers safe in those type of environments? That's a good question. Um, First of all, what most people are accustomed to, at least nowadays, when we talk about safety programs and their development, Uh, There's a lot of talk about culture, culture development, culture strengthening, and and there's uh, many different ways to accomplish that. Uh, But at the heart or at the base of the development of a culture and a strong uh, safety and health program is just that, it's programs, written policies and procedures. And that's where ANSI A10 can come into play. Uh, A10 provides a, a wide variety of standards to assist Uh, many different industry groups uh, and many different representatives within our our industry uh, with good information to develop, you know, standard programs and procedures that are state-of-the-art. One of the voids that ANSI A10 helps fill would be regulatory voids uh, due to uh, regulatory standards such as OSHA standards that have some gaps. uh, due to their length and and, uh, lack of revision. Okay. Uh, What ANSI A10 does uh, through the, the normal ANSI A10 or the ANSI standard making process is they have to be revised or reaffirmed basically every five years the standard gets reviewed and, and that helps keep the standard strong it keeps them current keeps sure. the state of the art so that's really the starting point uh, is to have a good program and procedure and a policy and ANSI A10 can definitely help uh, employers large and small with that that task. Okay, so uh, I know the the A10 standards encompass uh, so many different construction and demolition tasks. I wonder if you could give listeners just kind of a brief overview of the A10 series of standards and the different types of tasks and work that are involved in, I believe it's the 42 different standards within the series itself. Okay. Um, There's two ways to to tackle that question. One is, you know, how do the standards get get chosen to be developed and how you develop those and then there are some other specific things that we can address in, in particular standards that are they're very very specific to our industry uh, first of all what ANSI A10 does uh, at our biannually our, our biannual meetings is uh, we we canvass the entire membership uh, to bring topics or issues or concerns that are facing our industry um, to the forefront, and then the, the committee uh, chooses to pursue a standard or not. Uh, we may start with a white paper and have a subgroup uh, focus on a white paper to tackle an issue or a concern, 
and and based off the uh, the response to that white paper, we'll go into the, the standard making development. Okay. Process. So they're kind of taking a look at it uh, in the the white paper is to see if this is something that the committee might want to pursue in terms of developing a standard? Exactly. So, you know, there's usually some interest uh, from uh, various members of, of the committee on a particular topic. Uh, we, we vote on it, and if it passes, then uh, we uh, ask that group to, uh, we ask an individual to sponsor that. Uh, and then we get uh, other interested parties to participate, and then they work collaboratively to develop the white paper. And if that all works out good and it's well-received, then uh, we'll see how the, uh, the industry picks up on it. You know, if the white paper is utilized, if it sells or people download it, uh, and based off that type of response, then we'll, we'll go into full-blown standard-making, uh, which is a, a good way to kind of temper your, uh, your interest Sure. As well as make sure that we stay focused on, on what we really need to focus on. Right. You know, the other thing that I wanted to mention is we have some very, very specific standards uh, to help the construction and demolition industry. We have a standard 8106, which is a demolition standard. Uh, and it's, it's very to the point uh, uh, and addresses the specific hazards with demolition. Um, if you look at the other regulatory standards that are out there, uh, a lot of those have great information, but can be overly generalized. Okay. And what is able to do is dig a little bit deeper. And because it is consensus standard making, we have a, a wide variety of, of industry experts there. We have employers, we have employee representatives, we have academia, uh, we have uh, special interest groups. We are so diverse that we get all the opinions uh, and all of the thoughts of the industry compiled into one so that we can be very specific and we can rely on best practices of those experts to help us develop, you know, state-of-the-art standards. Okay. You know, other standards that are similar to that is, you know, concrete and masonry construction. Uh, we do have a standard, uh, 81021, which deals with the uh, wind industry. So and that's called the Safe Construction and Demolition of Wind Generator uh, Turbine Facilities. And then there's two others that are also uh, of interest. You know, A1048 is a standard that deals with the telecommunications industry. Okay. And that's titled Communication Tower Erection. Uh, and that is a, a fantastic standard developed by a lot of smart people uh, that work day in, day out in the telecommunication world. And we all need them since we're all in love with our phones. <laughs> uh, that's a great one. And then we also have A1047. It's been around a little bit longer, but that deals with highway construction safety. So we, we try to get very specific into certain hazard and, and various subsets of our industry, and A10 has been at the forefront of doing so mm -hmm. for many, many years. Okay, great. Now, uh, you mentioned the the hazards and risks. Speaking specifically about that, while some of them may be apparent to our listeners, such as fall hazards, trenching and excavation, things like that, what are some hazards and risks in construction and demolition that safety professionals and workers may not be as familiar with that they need to be aware of? And how do the A10 series of standards try to address those? There's many different standards that, that focus intently on, on worker health and well-being. Uh, one standard that is relatively uh, new in our offering is A1049, the control of health hazards. And that okay. deals with various types of chemical exposures, uh, dust, mist, fumes, etc. cetera. Uh, and a lot of times that's often overlooked uh, in a wide variety of industries, including construction and demolition. Mm -hmm. but this standard provides really sound 
uh, scientific advice and guidance uh, so that the end user, you know, has a has another tool in, the, in his or her toolkit other than just going to, to the OSHA standard when you're dealing with respiratory problems or chemical exposures. That's a, that's a great standard. It's, it's relatively new. Uh, it is uh, state-of-the-art, and I think it's uh, selling well. Some of the other standards that maybe folks that are, are either new to the industry uh, or relatively young in their career, which would be great to have uh, uh, in their library, would be um, A107, uh, Transportation Storage and Handling and the Use of, of Commercial Explosives and Blasting Agents. Okay. We may not use those every day uh, in the, the construction environment, but typically in demolition, you're going to have some form of blast sure. or use of an explosive. And again, this is written by industry experts and, and vetted very well through the committee, and it's a it's a great standard. Uh, a few others are sanitation is one. That's A1025, titled Sanitation and Construction. Uh, it, it talks about you know methods to to ensure that you have a good, healthy work environment for your construction work, workforce. It talks about hand washing. It talks about toilet facilities and other sanitation types of needs that. You know, generally, it may be overlooked, mm-hmm. um, especially in the rough and tumble business of construction. But sanitation is important to keep keep workers healthy and and uh, have good, clean work environments for them to, to work in. Sure. Another uh, standard that is under revision right now, and it's going undergoing a significant revision, is ANSI A1034. That's public protection. Many of the the listeners may be in large uh, cities where there's high rise construction. Public protection is a is an, is an intimate need for all of those employers uh, to keep the public safe. So how do we prevent dropped objects from falling off the mm-hmm. structures? How do we protect people walking on sidewalks, you know, under that may be in and around construction areas? Uh, and again, this is a, a standard that's been around for a long time, but mm-hmm. it's going under a, a pretty intensive revision, and it should be out and offered to the public here. I would say within the next uh, eight months to a year. Okay, great. Um, so there's a lot of good things happening, um, and I- I'll leave you with this because this is a- an interesting one. It's our multi-employer worksite standard. That's A1033. That's the safety and health program requirements for multi-employer projects. And the reason why that standard was put together is the complexities of the contracting environment. Um, it's not as simple as it was 20 or 25 right. years ago. Mm-hmm general contractor and a bunch of subs and and you go out and you execute work there's consortiums and partnerships and buy ventures and tri ventures that are, are dominating you know our environments now in the construction business just due to the complexity of the work that we're doing mm-hmm. uh, and this standard really sets a tone uh, for how to set a project up it identifies who the controlling employer is it identifies responsibilities of the owner responsibilities of contractors, uh, responsibility of general contractors and vendors that, that come on to projects so that you have a, a, a clear chain of command, responsibilities are understood, mm-hmm. uh, so, so you don't have a lot of confusion on this. Sure, sure. I know in, uh, in conversations I've had with other safety professionals and people in the field, understanding the dynamics of that environment and knowing everyone's roles and responsibilities, I know is, is really important to make sure everybody is able to work safely. Yeah, it, and, you know, having consistency on a job site is, is equally important. You know, every contractor has their own set of rules and regulations, and it's it's always easier that you have some consistency. Sure. So, you know, 
one one group of people are doing one thing and another group may be doing something totally different in, in terms of one specific rule. And, you know, this standard doesn't dictate what those rules are, uh, but it sets more of an administrative structure for that project uh, so that everybody is doing things fairly and consistently sure. across the board, which is the end result. Yeah. Now, uh, to, to that point, particularly with multi-employer sites, in terms of communicating the information in the A-10 standards to the workers themselves and everybody involved in the process, what are the best methods that you found for ensuring that workers understand the requirements and best practices in the standard so that everybody understands their responsibilities and do their job safely? Well, that can be handled a couple different ways. And, and you know, I've got a lot of friends in, in the industry that work for other companies and, and we share our notes and, and what works for us. You know, that's a nice thing about construction safety and health and, and demolition safety and health is, is that if somebody's got a, a better way of doing something, we typically share that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's good camaraderie and, and we, we see that every day uh, when we work on NCA 10. But a couple ways to do that is to you know, kind of go back to my introductory statements is you, you go purchase the standard. Uh, you can implement elements of that standard that, ma- that makes sense to you, and you incorporate that into your, your project site-specific safety plan, and you publish that um, you know, for all of the, the people out there working. It's not just for the supervisors and managers. Right. You know, those plans are accessible to everybody uh, that has interest or wants to go research something or, or really see what the rules are. And you can incorporate, you know, elements of ANSI A10, or you can just purchase the standard. Now, you touched on this a little bit earlier. For those safety professionals out there who may be working in construction and demolition environments who may just be entering the field or just getting into that industry for the first time, what would be the best place to start to begin to familiarize themselves with the hazards and risks associated with that type of work? Well, there's a, it's a great standard. It's a 10 it's called pre-project and pre-task safety and health planning. If I was a new professional in the, in the business, that would be mandatory reading, Okay. in my opinion. That helps you set some priorities on how you're going to plan your work because that's successful work is planned, and planned work is typically executed a little bit better. Right. Uh, so that standard on pre-project and pre-task safety and health planning is, is really critical. Uh, I would start there as a new professional or somebody that may be welcoming a, a younger professional into the business mm-hmm. or somebody transferring from something non-construction and demolition related into into our field. Uh, there's some other really good standards that have some of the basic fundamentals of safety and health uh, that, are, that are also worth referencing as well, like uh, ANSI 81026, you know, emergency procedures for construction sites. You know, a lot of times we take that for granted. You know, we have a emergency action plan that that deals with severe weather or a fire or a medical emergency mm-hmm. and things of that nature. You know, this standard, ANSI 1026, does a real good job of laying all that information out in a fairly concise uh, but user-friendly format so that, you know, when you're putting those plans together, those contingency plans, in case you have an event that's negative, you know, this is a good guide to help set that structure. Okay, great. And then the other one that I, I think is, is noteworthy is NCA 1039, and that's for a construction and safety and health audit program. You know, there's a thousand different ways you could do audits and inspections on jobs. The important thing is that you do them, and you do them with some frequency, and mm-hmm. you do them with consistency. And 
this particular standard was put together by some, you know, long-term industry experts that sit on the ANSI 810 committee. And this is a, a best practice document that provides some consistency and, and some, uh, some good education for folks that may be new to the business. Uh, so when you're setting up an audit program and how you're going to evaluate the effectiveness of your, of, uh, of your program on that particular job site, uh, this is a good one to start with. Okay, great. Uh, any uh, final thoughts you'd like our listeners to know about the, the A-10 standards working in construction and demolition that uh, they can use to help keep workers safe? Well, the only advice I would have or, or really request from anybody listening would be to use the standards. These are state-of-the-art. They're as current of a standard as you can find anywhere. And the, the understanding that the people that represent ANSI A-10 is a very large and diverse group mm-hmm. of, of really the, the best in the business as far as I'm concerned. This is a, a wonderful group of professionals, uh, wide-ranging. Uh, in their experience and expertise, uh, and they know what's going on out on our construction sites and on demolition projects. So use the standards. And and I'll close with this. If if people want to get involved with ANSI A-10, it's really, really simple. Okay, great. All they have to do do is show up. (laughs) We have meetings twice a year, uh, January and July. We do them in Washington, D.C., um, and if you're interested in learning more about the dates and how you get involved, you know, talk to our secretariat at ASSP as our secretariat for ANCA 10, and they can give you all the information that you want and need. And really, it's simple. All you have to do is show up and then volunteer uh, to get on the subgroup committee and participate. And then your voice can be heard, and hopefully you can help improve standards and, and make the industry better for all of us. But Great. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great note to end on. Thank you very much again, John, for joining me today. And if you'd like to learn more about the A-10 series of standards or other ANSI ASSP standards, visit ASSP.org standards. We'll see you next time.